Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. The first trial resulting from special counsel John Durham's investigation of the early days of the Trump-Russia probe is underway. Eric Tucker is covering it for the Associated Press and joins me now. Hey, Eric, thank you so much for being here. I know how busy you are this week. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Happy you, to be here. You wrote an explainer about a week ago, just before the trial began, that I'm using as a basis to try and <laughs> lay out the fundamentals for people who have not been paying attention. First of all, remind us, who is John Durham and what is he supposed to be doing? So John Durham was the top federal prosecutor in Connecticut, and he was appointed in 2019 to investigate, basically to investigate the investigators in the Trump-Russia investigation He was assigned by then-Attorney General Bill Barr to look for any potential misconduct at the CIA, FBI, or really anyone else who was involved in investigating potential ties between Donald Trump and Russia. This has been going on for a while, meaning Durham's investigation. What does he have to show for it so far? He has charged three different individuals, only one of whom, interestingly, is from the United States government. Um, So... This trial involving Michael Sussman is actually the first and only case that's reached trial. Another case is still pending, and a third case resolved in a guilty plea. In other words, is this another sort of whitewater investigation that leads to a blue dress? You would not have thought that we would lead to Michael Sussman, an attorney who was working in part for the Clinton campaign. That wasn't the original purpose of Durham's focus, or am I misstating it? That's right. One of the things that's really interesting is that the initial mandate, at least we thought, was that he was going to be really targeting people in the government who were leading the investigation. But what we're seeing in this case is that actually the FBI was basically a victim, a victim of what John Durham alleges was a false statement by someone inside the Clinton campaign, connected to the Clinton campaign. And the allegation here is that the FBI may have done something as a result of being informed something by someone connected to the Clinton campaign. So basically, Durham is casting a broad net that includes the tipsters, too. In this case, what the what the prosecutor is saying is that Sussman brought campaign dirt to the FBI, but didn't share with the FBI that it was coming from the campaign. That's correct. And Durham is trying to show that that matters because it meant that the FBI was led to believe that they should be taking this more seriously than they otherwise would have had they thought it was just campaign dirt brought on behalf of the Clinton campaign. And part of what the jury is being asked to decide is, 
is this false statement, if it occurred, actually material? In other words, did it affect the government's work, the FBI's work? And part of what the Sussman defense team is trying to show is that in the context of the Trump-Russia investigation, given how serious everything potentially was, the FBI would have done the same thing. The FBI would have run it to ground no matter who was bringing it to them. In other words, are they is the Sussman defense acknowledging that there was a false statement or a lack of candor that was offered, instead arguing materiality? So that's a great question, and, and, and there's a two-pronged defense. So one of the points that they're making is that it's impossible to know exactly what Michael Sussman said during the meeting at which the alleged false statement took place because there were only two people in it, Sussman and the FBI's top lawyer, Jim Baker, and neither of them took notes. So there are imprecise records of what actually took place. So that's one prong of the defense. And yes, to your question, materiality is, is a key prong of it. They're also trying to show that Sussman wasn't lying when he said he wasn't acting on behalf of the Clinton campaign because they had been eliciting testimony from Clinton campaign people who were saying, we had no idea that Michael Sussman was going to the FBI. And had we known, we would have said, we actually don't think that's a good idea. And so they're trying to disentangle, disassociate Sussman's actions from the Clinton campaign. Eric, from a distance, I was surprised in reading your coverage and seeing how this is all unfolding and understanding the chronology. I was surprised that Sussman got a sit down with the FBI's general counsel, James Baker. Does that surprise you? In other words, you would think that that he would be dealing with a an underling of some kind or a field agent. How did how did he get to the general counsel right off the bat? In the opening statement that was presented to the jury last Tuesday, the prosecution told the jury that this is a case about, quote, privilege. And what they mean by that is Michael Sussman was a well-known lawyer with a lot of connections, including to James Baker. They actually were friends. And so when Michael Sussman wanted to bring something to the FBI's attention, the allegation is he didn't have to look far. He didn't have to search his Rolodex in any sort of deep way. He could actually connect very quickly with the FBI's general counsel because they'd known each other for a long time. On Friday, 2016, Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook testified, got a lot of attention. Uh, What do we need to know about that? So what he basically said is that Hillary Clinton herself authorized a plan by which um, information about this purported secret back channel between uh, the Russia-based Alpha Bank and the Trump organization, she authorized a plan to present that to the media, basically so that it could be further vetted in hopes of potentially there being a story. And so that was sort of the the headline that came out of Robbie Mook's testimony. The uh, Wall Street Journal editorializing on this said, in short, the Clinton campaign created the Trump alpha allegation, fed it to a credulous press that failed to confirm the allegations, but ran with them anyway then promoted the story as if it were legitimate news. The campaign also delivered the claims to the FBI, giving journalists another excuse to portray the accusations as serious and perhaps true. The journal making the point that the Clinton campaign didn't know what they had on their hands and they thought, hey, let's give it to the media and and let somebody else run it down. I would say that that is the central crux or one of the the theses behind the Durham investigation is that part of what Sussman is alleged to have done is present information to the FBI and then spread the word to reporters that the FBI was then taking a look at it because the theory goes that that would be a more surefire way to get coverage. In fact, that's actually not what happened because uh, Sussman goes into the meeting and he communicates to Baker, there's going to be news coverage that's imminent, so you may want to get ahead of it. 
And the FBI then winds up contacting the media to basically request that the story be held. And so that's part of what the Clinton campaign has been saying during the trial is that this, this strategy, to the extent that it was a strategy to get a, a news story, wound up backfiring. Can I say my own two cents as someone who's been around the block? There's nothing new about a campaign dishing dirt to the media, including dirt that they don't know if it's founded, but they can't track it down themselves. It's a whole different situation to try and involve the FBI. That's certainly one of the, the one of the claims that that um, Durham is making. I think one of the, the challenges might be trying to show that it mattered to the FBI or that it should have mattered to the FBI where the dirt was coming from. And part of what we heard during the course of the week, the week long trial is that um, even Baker acknowledged that in the context of the Trump Russia probe, the, the allegation of a potential secret back channel was was alarming to the FBI. They considered it a a potentially urgent national security threat that they had to run down. So that testimony cuts both ways. We, of course, know that that the alleged back channel was bogus. It didn't exist. The FBI very quickly determined that it it, it didn't exist. But it nonetheless was something that the FBI um, felt compelled to sort of try to investigate and assess. Eric, you're doing a fabulous job. Just one or two more, if you don't mind. And I really appreciate it because you're so dialed in on this, as I I and everyone else can tell. What does any of this have to do with the Steele dossier? That's a great question. So both Alpha Bank and the Steele dossier, frankly, are rather peripheral to the origins of the Russian investigation. That is, um, in other words, the FBI had already been investigating before it received the Steele dossier and before the Alpha Bank attack. uh, connections came to light. Um, but the, the connection here is that um, Christopher Steele is a former British spy who compiled anti-Trump research that was funded by the Democrats. And as part of um, that dossier, um, there is an Alpha Bank reference here. But I would say that we have not heard much about the dossier at all. I mean, the the dossier, can we remind people, the dossier actually began on the Republican side of the aisle on behalf of, I think, candidate Marco Rubio. I've got to go back and check my own files. And then when Rubio was no longer a factor, it was offered to the Clinton campaign as work that was already underway. Yes. And at that point, Christopher Steele was brought on. And one thing that we've learned actually from another case that Durham brought is that much of the dossier has been unsubstantiated uncorroborated, even debunked. Um, certain very specific claims that are made in the dossier are fictitious. Um, but again, I, you know, I, I think one thing um, to keep in mind is that when Mueller, when special counsel Bob Mueller looked into the Trump-Russia um, claims and when he investigated it, both the dossier and the Alpha Bank issue were not front and center. In fact, the Alpha Bank claims were not part of the Mueller report at all. Um, and the dossier, it was clear that Mueller did not attach much significance to it. But I think the dossier is significant to the extent that it was used to apply for warrants to wiretap a Trump campaign aide named Carter Page. And so that's where the dossier becomes very significant. I mean, the Mueller, the Mueller probe was underway before the dossier had, had landed on anybody's radar screen, right? I mean, it was it was an outgrowth of... Papadopoulos having drinks overseas with someone who was tied to the, what was it, Australian uh, embassy. That's right. That's right. So the FBI in late July of 2016 opens this probe. In September, the case agents who are working on it received the dossier, and they certainly did try to run it to ground. And I think it's clear um, 
that they were unsuccessful in that effort because the sourcing was wobbly. And, you know, one of the things that I think is clear from another of the cases that John Durham brought is that even the primary subsource for Chris Steele, in other words, the guy who was giving Steele information, later said to the FBI, gee, I didn't really mean for it to be attached with such credibility or significance. That's just what I had heard. And so he is actually accused of lying to the FBI about his own sources for the information that was given to Chris Steele. Is Sussman going to take the stand or don't we know? We do not know that yet. We expect several additional days of testimony from the government and then we'll We'll learn more about that this week, but we, we have that question as we left court on Friday was, was uh, up in the air. Okay, final question for Eric Tucker from the Associated Press. Wipe the slate clean and tell me what people need to know as a takeaway. There's this trial that's going on right now. It's got something to do with the Clinton campaign, yada, yada, yada. What do I need to know to look smart at work today? This is a trial that involves a Clinton campaign lawyer who was accused of lying to the FBI and effectively hiding his partisan ties when he presented dirt to the FBI about potential connections between Donald Trump and Russia. Those connections wound up being false, but the allegation isn't about the fact that the information was false. It's rather that he did not reveal that he was coming on behalf of the Clinton campaign, which, per John Durham, the special counsel investigating this, really matters. Awesome job. Eric, thank you so much. Get back to court. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate it. Terrific explainer from Eric Tucker from the Associated Press. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Okay, now here comes my conclusion. Let me go back to the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal said, in short, the Clinton campaign created the Trump alpha allegation, fed it to a credulous press that failed to confirm the allegations, but ran with them anyway. 
then promoted the story as if it were legitimate news. The campaign also delivered the claims to the FBI, giving journalists another excuse to portray the accusations as serious and perhaps true. The journal then says most of the press will ignore this news. But the Russia-Trump narrative that Mrs. Clinton sanctioned did enormous harm to the country. It disgraced the FBI, humiliated the press, and sent the country on a three-year investigation to nowhere. Vladimir Putin never came close to doing as much disinformation damage. Me, I think that that latter paragraph is a tremendous overstatement. I think that the Mueller probe was justified. The government would have been derelict in its duty in not tracking down all of these things that were taking place simultaneously. But this case that's now underway, and I thought that he really, honestly, I wasn't just blowing smoke at him. It is extremely complicated. He's in the courtroom every single day, and I think he just did a terrific job in summarizing it for us, will be used by partisans at both ends of the extreme to uh, satisfy their own arguments and needs. The public, however, will not pay attention. And the public will not pay attention because of my age-old explanation as to the two types of scandal in government. Watergate, which is easily understood, and Whitewater, which was just too hard to follow. This is very hard to follow. It's really a case only about, it's really a case only about a Clinton campaign lawyer who was allegedly, reportedly, not forthcoming with the FBI when he came to the FBI with information that he wanted them to investigate pertaining to the Trump campaign and a possible tie to Russia. And the the idea I've, I've heard some uh, on Fox, as a matter of fact, you know, expressing their their shock and amazement that the Clinton campaign would have used the media to run down dirt on the Trump campaign. Let me assure you, there's nothing new about that. That happens all the time. Hey, you know, the campaign isn't equipped to ferret something out. Maybe their phone calls aren't going to get returned, so they drop a dime to a media uh, source and and uh, and say, hey, you, you might want to take a look at this. That happens all the time. What doesn't happen all the time is using the leverage of the FBI. And the FBI then telling a media outlet, hey, in this case, I think it was Eric Lickbow from the New York Times, you might not want to investigate, you, you might not want to run the story yet because we're still taking a look at it. He just presented that in in a very cogent 12 minutes. But we're all a little like, hmm, yeah, I think I get it. I think I get it. You can, of course, tell me I am wrong when I say that this is not going to move the needle beyond the way people already look at Clinton, the FBI, the Mueller probe, Trump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at least now you know a little something about it, right? This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. 
you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I feel as if I just did that interview and he was great and I'm glad that I did. Eric Tucker was great from AP, but I do feel as if one of the reasons I did it is I'm interested, but also because so many, why aren't you talking about this? I did give a little to those who wanted me to address it. Now I'm going to make a point that those who were pushing for me to address it aren't going to like. I think that this whole issue, the issue being the trial of Michael Sussman, Durham's probe, yada, 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 is being manipulated. Very few of us, I struggle and I do this for a living. Very few of us can remember the chronology of what unfolded preceding and after the 2016 election vis-a-vis Russia. And I think that, well, I'll say Fox, I believe, tries to take advantage of that circumstance by now acting like there was never anything to be investigated. Comey should never have wasted all that time, all that money. The Steele dossier was created out of whole cloth. There are elements of truth in each of those things. But in the end, when Papadopoulos, who has this loose affiliation with the Trump campaign, tells a diplomat overseas over drinks that the Russians have dirt on Hillary and then WikiLeaks drops information that come from the Hillary campaign servers, Podesta, uh, the um, what's the rice dish risotto. You remember all this? Of course, it needed to be investigated. Of course, it needed to be investigated. And anybody, you know, have we forgotten the meeting at Trump Tower when those people come in claiming they've got it had to be investigated? So I'm, I'm not receptive to the argument that says it was all a waste of time. That's not true. And now it seems like the trial of Sussman is the blue dress equivalent to the Whitewater investigation. You know, Bill Barr wants there to be a probe to make sure that the the governmental entities that were investigating Russian collusion, if there were any, that they themselves were above board. And what does it lead to? It leads to a, a Clinton campaign lawyer who misled, seemingly, the FBI about a story that he wanted the FBI to run down. That's what I'm taking away from all of this. Hey, Dave, you're in Kissimmee. You've heard my take. Give me yours. Good morning, Michael. Thank you. Hi. Uh, first off, the, the word dirt is just dishonest. Dirt implies that that's factual information, just very unkind, unfavorable uh, to the individual. He lied. That is the only word. He went knowingly with false information, gave it to the FBI, who immediately, after they investigated, debunked that information. But he was then able to go plant it to, I believe, a compliant press who knew, he knew, 
would not truly investigate it, who then could go and say, look, the investigation is taking place by the FBI. And the media reported as though it was factually accurate. There was no back channel with the Alpha Bank. Zero. It's a flat out lie. It's not dirt. We're about to find out. We're about to find out whether he lied. I, I'm using all the the the, uh, the caveats and so forth. That's what the trial is about. I've said the word seemingly and allegedly. We will soon find out. Yeah, we will soon find out. But you, Michael, that's no. I'm not. I'm, well, well, I'm not Hillary sanitizing. Clinton, and, you have a Hillary Clinton tweet who came out and said we have credible evidence. Her tweet, Trump and Alpha Bank. Dave, if She's I were, if I were. Tweet. Two things. If I were sanitizing it, I wouldn't have done the segment on it, and I certainly wouldn't have taken your call first out of out of nine choices that I have. Come on, give me a break. Um, I'm and when I use dirt, what I'm trying to tell you, based on on my thirty years of experience, both in campaigns and covering them, is that the idea that you go to the media and try and get the media to do your dirty work that happens seven days a week. When we're talking about political campaigns, because the campaigns can't get to the bottom of things, but they, they drop dimes and try and entice the media to do their dirty work. What you don't see is going to the FBI and trying to get the FBI to do your dirty work. That's the new wrinkle here. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.